senorita Really nice to meet ya Have some tequila and stay This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's my girl, Riley Knox, the number one Beyonce impersonator in the world. I saw her live. You can't tell me I didn't see Beyonce. She's fabulous. We met through our mutual friend, Monique Samuels, at her Not For Lazy Moms live podcast. Riley was on the panel, and afterwards, I just went right up to her and was just like, I love you. I felt a connection to her, and I had her on my Instagram live show, Talks and Margaritas, over the pandemic, just checking in to see how she was handling it, not performing. Um, She's got a movie coming out. They're shooting a documentary on her life. And I'm dropping this episode now because Riley just dropped Riley Knox Couture, her fashion line. And this episode is brought to you by my favorite water, Flow Alkaline Spring Water. I drink it every day. Go check them out at flowhydration.com and use Squats and Margaritas 20 for 20% off your order. Here is my episode with Miss Riley Knox. So tonight I have Riley Knox, the number one Beyonce impersonator in the world. I've seen her live. Um, We met last year um, through a mutual friend, uh, Monique Samuels. She was doing her Not For Lazy Moms live podcast in DC and Riley was a guest. And I met her after that and she invited me to her show, which was everything. And we've kept in touch. And I was so excited that she wanted to do this tonight. Um, she's quarantined by herself, so we're going to see how that is going. She's obviously not performing right now. Um, whatever, let's just do this. <laughs> Come in, Riley. <laughs> okay. Let's see if she has a margarita. Hello. Do you have a, mar- a spicy margarita? I do. I do. <laughs> you made it. I did. I made it, and I'm telling you, it's good. It's good. I like light. I like spicy. It's spicy, but it's also light. It's like 15 calories. The mixer, so it's it's light. It's. I mean, you can drink them every day. Not that I do. Uh, <laughs> I love it. It's gonna it's so be my good. new thing. Look, look at that glam. <laughs> you know, it's been, on, it's been on since 6 a.m. But you do it yourself, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I used to be a makeup artist. I didn't know back that. In the I actually, that's how me and Monique met. I was her makeup artist. Oh my God, no idea. She was in the rap group and I was hired to do her makeup for the, for the, um, for the, the, uh, the group for a photo shoot. Like 20 years ago, right? 20, uh, yeah, like <laughs> uh, 16, 17 years ago, I think, me and her. Yeah. Oh my God. And, um, and that's how we met. And I was a makeup artist at the time. And um, yeah, so that, that, that's kind of how I learned. Um, but I'm obviously not a makeup artist anymore. And I, I kind of, I've never had to hire a makeup artist. Like one time in my life, I've had to hire a makeup artist. Yeah. How long does it take? Huh? Like how long does it take like to do that? Like you look, it's perfection. Like does that take 20 minutes, an hour? 12 minutes, I think the last time I timed myself. You, well, do, you if I've been doing it because I, I because I I was a professional at one point and also I know my own face I don't think about it now yeah the only thing I think about is if I'm doing it for stage or if I'm doing it for regular every day mm. and now that I've been doing YouTube I think I've been more conscious of trying new things mm-hmm. instead of just like me but otherwise i go in in the, in the room in the glam room and I'm, I'm surrounded by all my shoes and all my craziness and that's actually my meditation because i'm not one of those like oh meditation people me so my my form of meditation is doing my makeup i get lost in it i play my music super loud whatever mood i'm in i got a playlist i'm just listening to everything and i'm just sitting there with my thoughts I'm not, I don't answer the phone. I don't text. I'm just sitting there. And before I knew it, the last time I, I timed myself, it was 12 minutes. Damn, girl. <laughs> if it's for a show, though, if I'm like backstage at a concert, then I'll give myself like 30 minutes because I want to make sure it's like done. And because for it people has, that it don't know, like for the shows, you do your hair, make, you do your glam, you yeah. make your costumes. Like you're, you're everything. It's unbelievable. Like I am so impressed with you. Your show, I can't even, like, I tried to go again, but it was, like, right when the quarantine kind of... Yeah, so you know what, my they, husband was like, didn't you just go? And like, so. They <laughs> shut down, my show was the same night as Celine Dion's, and they shut down Celine Dion's show, 
And we were backstage praying, like, please don't let us shut down. Yeah. Please don't let them shut down our show. And uh, they let us go on. And it was, you know, I thanked everyone for coming. And during the meet and greet, I was like, yeah. <laughs> we still were doing that at the time. No one had a mask at the time. This was, you know, March 11th. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, right before everything started. And I was so praying uh, that I would get to do it because I wanted, I mean, people spent their money and I wanted and to- And it's the best show and all the work you guys yeah. put into that. Like the choreography, I mean, I'm just gonna, an anonymous question came in about how you found your backup dancers and how somebody um, would audition to be one if it is totally anonymous, not me at all. <laughs> oh, and I love your post where you're like, am I going on tour with Riley Knox? I was like, I've seen, your, I've seen your TikToks. You could come on tour with me. <laughs> I commit. I will commit to the choreography. Where did you get your dancers? Okay, so so there have been some, some of the dancers have been with me for like almost seven years. And I used to perform with a different group. And they brought in dancers for like a one-time thing. And I wasn't even performing with this was years ago. So I didn't even have like dancers that were like my dancers that were main dancers. And um, so there were four of them and they always tell the story. They were like, you didn't even talk to us when you first met us. Like you wouldn't even like, and, and I was just like, yeah, I, I just want to see what they were made of. And I, I, I was brought to rehearsal. I saw those four girls and I was like, Oh, I like them. Yes. They're good. Like, you know. <laughs> and then it kind of happened over time because the dance community is so, uh, so small. I mean, there's a lot of dancers, but they, they all know each other. So I'm like, you know, I need more dancers for this. I, instead of four girls, I need, uh, I need six girls and then I need eight girls. And I need, you know, it, it just kind of grew. And I was like, do you girls know anybody, you know, and they would bring their friends. And then we had an audition. We had an open audition. And I needed, uh, I got two more girls from that audition and we just kind of became a family. They're called the daughters. Mm -hmm. And I say this all the time. They're called the daughters because they call me mother. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm not old enough to be their mother. <laughs> Any other mother. We're the same They're age, Riley. Really. I didn't know that. I just read, read something. We're the same age. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm you're not old enough to be their mother. I thought you were younger than me. No. Thank you. Oh, wow. So I wow. thought you were younger than me because <laughs> Monique's younger. So I just thought you were the same age as Monique. No, you know what's so funny is Monique didn't even know my age for years. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't tell her how old I was. <laughs> I saw it in an article. I didn't know. <laughs> but same. Yeah, I'm sure, not doing, doing any of that now. Like, what does a typical quarantine day look like for you? What do you do? I, okay. I, this is going to sound so crazy. Fine. I wish there was a typical day. Life is too short to live the same day twice, right? So I, every day is different. But during the quarantine, I've been filming almost every day. Wow. And before the quarantine, I was filming a documentary. And it was not, I wasn't even filming every single day. So you're working more now. <laughs> exactly. Oh, by the way, you're... I have to tell you about this, but but uh, you're 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 part of the documentary because it, they were the cameras were following us during the show. So oh, it, during, you. during the meet and greet, you're right there and you like hug me, and I, I still have that moment. I have to share it with you. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> I have to get the permission, of course, to put you in the documentary, but you know. Um, but so um, I wake this morning. I woke up at six. I don't sleep. I know, but it's not my fault. My body just wakes up. I don't say I never set an alarm clock. You, what time do you go to bed to wake up at six that your body just wakes up? Early? No. Uh, 11 or 12? Six hours and you're back. <laughs> yeah, but it's not my fault. I, like, I, okay, so the, so the entire wall from floor to ceiling, wall to wall in my bedroom window. Is, all glass. Yes. Yeah. So the sun comes in. Even on an overcast day, it's still really bright. And my body wakes up around six or seven. And I try not to grab my phone, but it's kind of inevitable. It's kind of like, I, and I'm like, well, I can't go back. Like, I try to go back to sleep. I've tried. I'll lay there in the bed. Some days I'll even lay there until like nine. Right. But then you start thinking about all the stuff you could be doing if you just get up. That's why you can't get TikTok. And I know you've told me this before because that's what you'll do. You'll stay up even later watching TikTok. And then when you wake up in the morning, you're going to be on TikTok and it's, it's bad. Okay. I have an, I have a confession. You're on. <laughs> no, wait, <hold> on. <laughs> so 
remember you we were having a conversation about tiktok and you were in and you're like, you'd be so good at it, blah, 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 whatever. And I said, okay, I'm just going to, I watched your TikTok and then I, I joined TikTok. <laughs> oh, God. And I, I, I was scrolling through and it was so addictive. I deleted it two days later. You said that. You said, I have an addictive personality. I should not have this because I'm not going to be able to stop. I have the same, but I'm still doing it because it brings me happiness during a quarantine when I'm stuck at home with two toddlers. But see, that's the thing. I love watching you. I don't want to do them because it's sort of like part of my profession already. You know what I mean? Right. It's work for you. Right. But I love I watching them. Yeah, Luckily, send me ones like inspiration because I feel like you have my vibe on TikTok, like drunk mom, <laughs> baby voices. Like you're like, yes, do this. <laughs> I need people out there scouting because there's so many of them. And right when I see one, I'm like, I know, like, immediately if I'm going to do it. Like, you have to feel connected to it, <laughs> to perform it, to, like, fully commit to it. Yes. Yeah, you're right. It'd be like, works. that's what you do. So that's Yeah, but you're so good at it. I love watching them, but I, 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 I don't know that I could do them. I'm, 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 I I'm little. Do them. I'm kind of scared. I'm scared. I might get it again and just kind of like do a secret one, like a like a so people, that just like breaks the internet and then you're out there and then everything. <laughs> <laughs> so you get up at six or sometimes nine and then what? What do you do? You film. So I I make my coffee. Mm -hmm. I can't survive without it. I'm a different person with without it. I'm just kind of like. I will, if I don't have coffee, I will sit in front of the TV and watch everything that I recorded the night before when I fell asleep on. Um, cause I have a tendency to fall asleep in front of the TV. So I make my coffee. Um, I start to plan out what I'm going to do on you, do my research for whatever I'm doing on YouTube, what I'm talking about. Um, if I have to watch a show to review it, or if I'm talking about a trans issue or whatever I'm doing, I usually planned it a little bit in advance, but I kind of like to be for it to be fresh. Yeah. So I do that. Um, and then I make my breakfast. Okay. What's for breakfast? So it's either one of two things. Um, it's either avocado toast with a omelet on top. Nice. Love it. Or, or um, lox and cream cheese on toast with jalapeno. See, I told you I love spicy. Yeah. Early, <laughs> jalapeno, onions, capers, dill. Yeah, I breakfast. yeah, I, I yeah, I, I like a good breakfast. I, I like a a a bigger breakfast because I'm not a big lunch person, so I need to hold over. And I tried intermittent fasting, and I'm just like, I I gotta I gotta eat. <laughs> I didn't try. I know I can't do it. No. Yeah. And then after I I have my breakfast, I um I get in the shower. I start glamming as if I'm about to go somewhere. Wow. <laughs> And then I come and sit in front of my lights and, and, and I start talking to the camera. And then I, after I do that, I immediately start editing and then I immediately load up to YouTube. Wow. I don't so know do you post every one. day? Do you have like content every day on YouTube? Almost every day. Um, pretty much at least, uh, five times a week. Yeah. Wow. Um, but but I, it, it's a new world for me because I, I start, I've had my YouTube channel for a while and it normally was just like behind the scenes. Cause so like every big thing I've ever done, whether it was the NBA thing, whether it was my show, whether it was stuff that I've done with Taylor Swift, it, I, I, I documented it all. Oh so God. I have all behind the scenes, every major thing I've ever done in my career, I have footage of it. And that's going to be in the documentary. Yes. Oh my God. What can we, do we know more about that or when or no? Well, okay. So I've shared a little bit behind the scenes on some of my older YouTube stuff, um, like last year, but the documentary, there's so much footage and so much to edit and so much going on. It's, it's going to take a lot. And then I have to go through all the interviews and all that. So it probably won't be until later this year. Um, I filmed a movie earlier this year and it's my first major role and it's my first like starring role. So I, I, Okay. Uh, it, was, it was a lot. We filmed, I play a prisoner. We filmed in a real prison. There was a little bit of this glam and then it all goes away. Wow. I'm picturing orange is the new black. Like, yes. like you're still oh, going to be beautiful, but like, I wore orange, I wore orange jump, jumpsuit. Absolutely. <laughs> orange jumpsuit. We filmed in a real prison in Philadelphia. So the you, movie how did you like, 
that I want to know, like, does that role just come to you? Um, a lot of people, everyone is asking the Taylor Swift video. Does Taylor Swift just call you out of the blue and be like, do you want to be in my video? Like, how does that, how do you get all these things? Like, how does it come about? Right. So, so Taylor's people called my, they contacted my people. Mm -hmm. Taylor found me herself. She and Todger call. They found me on Instagram and they, um, they basically reached out to my people saying, and I didn't even know at the time who it was. It just was, they were like, it's a major pop star, a mega star, wants you to be a part of their video, a part of their project. I didn't know what it was for. I didn't know the song, never heard. I didn't even hear the song until you guys heard the song. Wow. So I didn't know anything about that. Um, and I say this all the time, and this is not, I promise you, this is not a cocky thing. Aaron, I've never auditioned for anything in my entire life. Okay. Everything that was meant for me was an offer or came to me and anything that wasn't meant for me didn't come, you know, and your Instagram is raw. Like it's not an audition. You have put out enough that like, of course you didn't, you know, like my, my Instagram, my Instagram is basically my resume. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I've always used social media to promote work. Like I'm not very personal on Instagram or on social media. Um, I'm more personal on YouTube than I am on anything. Um, but I basically thank God for Instagram because it opened up a whole new world of people that wouldn't have known who I was. Yep. Otherwise, and Taylor wouldn't have found me. She basically was looking for a Beyonce impersonator. She found me and was like, I want her. And it's funny because when I got on set, I was, she was like, thank you for sharing your story. And I'm like, you know my story? She's like, yeah, I found you. She's like, I, I, I watched your videos. I watched your interviews, you know, all of those things. Um, the same thing with the movie Shaw. Uh, that's the name of it. Shaw, C-H-A-A-W. Um, they reached out to my people and asked, they wanted me to be in the movie. And I basically play... My character is sort of like me and not like me. She's a famous supermodel who is a victim of domestic violence and she um, ends up going to prison and getting a bad rap and going to prison. And I, and I had to pull from some old emotions, um, things that I had gone through before. I, they wanted me to change. They didn't want me to look like Beyonce. <laughs> so they were like, do you think she'll change up her hair? You think she'll change up that? I was like, sure, because that's going to help me get into character. Um, I've done movies and, and I've done acting before, but this is the first time I've actually had like something of this magnitude. Like that I've been doing. Yeah. Where yeah. My mom, she, Tracy Braxton, Tony Braxton's sister. She played my mom. Yeah. And I'm excited for everyone to see it because I am nothing like myself in this movie yeah. at all. Like I'm, I'm a diva at first and then I'm a shark and I'm like a, a bitch at some point. And I'm, I'm really, um, you get to see me in a, in a not so glamorous way. <laughs> when do we get to see this? <laughs> it's so it's coming out January of next year. Okay. And you're yeah. done, it's like wrapped already or you're so guess when I wrapped it. <laughs> you what? <laughs> guess when I wrapped it. When today? You know, no. <laughs> you came, you came to my show in uh, January or fe no, February. No. I came to the first one. I met you in November, and then yeah. it was right after your next show. It was the first okay. binary one. You came to my show, and literally days before that, days before that, I had just wrapped the show. So in the midst of rehearsing, I had to go to Philly and film the the I was um, film the movie. And, and rehearsing, like every little tiny nuance, every move, like when people when you say rehearsing, like it's just it downplays it. You. I was at a Beyonce concert. No one could tell me I wasn't. It was so good. I cannot wait to come back again. Like, I, one of the questions I want to ask is, what is your favorite Beyonce song to perform? Formation. It's what I opened the, it's what I opened the show with because I love the choreography. And I get such a rush when I, I walk out there and you guys start screaming and I'm silhouetted from the back and I can't, yes. you guys can't see my face, but I can see your face. Oh my God. Because the light, that's the only time that I can really see your face because the light is coming from behind me and it's shining onto the audience. So it causes a silhouette and I get so high. Yes. 
It, I get so high and that's what drives me through the show. I get so excited, like, oh, I'm ready to do this. And then we're just hard hitting with that choreography and it sets the tone for the rest of the show. And of course the show goes on on dip, on like a journey of slower songs and more sexy songs, but yeah. that's, that choreography, I just, I get a rush from that. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready to start this show. Like that, that, that's, that's why you start with formation, like just to set the tone. The beat of that song, like just when you were about to come out, like it's, a fabulous decision like everybody <laughs> i oh my god it was, it was fantastic what is the hardest song to perform everybody mad wait that's the song that, you know remember that choreography went viral and everybody same old yes the, oh. that that was the hardest for me to perfect and i messed up so many times in so many performances before i didn't mess up at the show that you were at yes. i was gonna say but, you read to me but they messed up my lights. So I'm like, the one time that I get it, they have me in the dark. Come on. <laughs> I didn't even notice a light mess up. Yeah. Oh, okay, so that's the worst. That's the hardest one. How that's long the do you have to like, so you said one of your dancers learns the Beyonce choreography and then teaches everyone. So my dance captain, she pretty much, Erin, the amount of information that we are holding in our heads on that stage for two hours. Two hours, people. Two hour show. <laughs> they, they are, it is literally the, it is the craziest thing when I sit back and think about, like, we, we are insane. We're insane. But, so basically my dance captain and my co-dance captain, they learn all the dances or tweak them in a little bit and, or either just choreograph new things um this last show the one we did in um march the last one yeah that one wasn't was all new choreography it was mostly new choreography so it was not even the show that you saw what happened was they were like we're sick of the same choreography we want new choreography and i'm just You're like, like okay, you, you new, my my co-dance captain my dance captain jasmine hats off to her because she spent three days and re-choreographed the entire show in three days wow. and, and my girls learned it all in less than a month they learned it in like three weeks and not even at an everyday period we don't rehearse every single day it's yeah. like three days a They're week and it is crazy these girls i can't do this show without these girls these girls we have become a family but what we do is so much work and so much information in our heads and it's like, I can't do it. Like there's not, I can't replace one of the, like, right. everybody plays a part in this yeah. show. It's not just me. I can never go out on that stage by myself and do that show for two hours. I have to have them. I have to. When did you decide like the show, not even the show, like Beyonce was ready. Like when were you confident enough to be like, I'm ready. This is, I'm taking it out. Like I'm going on stage. Like, how did you know that like it was time? Like you're ready to do it and you're performing as Beyonce. Well, so I've been performing for 20 years and I've been doing Beyonce for almost 16 years. And I didn't start off doing Beyonce. I just was like doing like all, everybody. Right. Yeah, I was just doing whatever. And- Town Dance Boutique, like weren't you- I was at Town Dance Boutique. I started off at a place called Mr. P's, which was 20 years ago. Um, and then I also was performing in places where it was like, I was performing for the chairs. I say this all the time. I've known Monique since she was in a rap group and I was performing for Empty Chair. <laughs> and look at you now, both of you. Exactly. It's crazy. Yep. But I, it, it was not an overnight thing. Even the look was not overnight. And the great thing is I impersonate someone who is all about growth and change. And as she has grown and changed, I've had to, I've been forced to grow and change. Yeah. I've never been able to just sit back and be complacent and sit back and be just you know, uh, content and just do the same thing over and over. I've had to grow. And luckily she and I are the same age. So and we, it, we all are the same. Right. So, <laughs> so as soon as, as when, as, as her body starts to break down, then I could be like, Ooh, thank God, you know? Yes. Um, but <laughs> I, it, it just kind of happened over time. And it wasn't until a few years ago that I decided to go out on my own because I was performing in a group on show, on an ensemble cast. And I decided like, okay, it's time for me. It's been time. People have been telling me for years for me to do my own thing and to do like I had the first time was like a test. Like, will I be able to sustain what it takes to be on stage for 
you know, two hours performing nonstop with no break and all these costume changes and all this stuff. And then after I did the, this the first time, it was just like, oh, come on. Like, let's just keep you doing it. You Beyonce. It's her leaving Destiny's Child and <laughs> it's the same thing. And people are, I see people commenting that she needs to come to your show. You sat down with her. Like, she, you met her, right? Like, yeah, but she's never been to my show. Right. How did that come about? Like, she just saw what you were doing. Did she reach out to you? Like, how did the Beyonce meet So, years ago, back in MySpace days. Oh, man. <laughs> back in MySpace days, um, I befriended uh, people that worked for her. Mm hmm like her dance captain, um, Ashley Everett, and uh, her stylist at the time, Ty Hunter, and even B.B. McGill, who was in her band, and who was the, the captain of her band. With the, Everybody knows her because she had the big afro. Yeah. And she's a piece. Um, and so I had befriended them, and so they would show her video clips of what I would do. And I had met her before... Uh, like at a backstage um, with Destiny's Child, like a meet and greet with Destiny's Child. And I also met her before with um, uh, at uh, the Beyonce Experience, that tour. And so those were the first two times. And by the last time, the third time, she knew, already knew who I was. She had been watching my videos. If she ever showed up at a show, <laughs> you probably wouldn't want to know, right? I don't want to know until the end of the show. I would not want to know. Exactly. I don't want to know. And if I see her in the audience, I would literally shit a brick. She has to come to a show. Like, she would be, you do her so proud. I'm telling you, you can't tell me I wasn't at a Beyonce show. Like, every, you like, from the way she holds a microphone, every little nuance, like, you do it. Like, you're such a professional, and it's, I would love for her to come to your shows and like see this. It's not the same if it's not live. But it's it's just it's a it's a it, as much as it's an experience for the audience, it's an experience for me too because that energy mm -hmm. I can't explain it to any. You know, okay, you understand what I'm talking about. You understand what I'm talking about because your husband, yeah, is a former Redskin. So that rush that you get from the, and I always say this, like the only people that have ever been able to to understand what, I, what I'm talking about when I talk about that high and that rush are either other entertainers or people who've played in sports. And I don't mean like professionally, just even if you played in like Little League or if yeah. you played in high school, that the energy you get from the audience, from that crowd, that does something to you inside and it makes you throw it back to them. Yeah. It makes you perform harder. It makes the, cause if the audience just sat there like this, yeah. it my job. Like no, I was, everybody's a part of it. Absolutely. I don't know if you know, my sister is married to Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. And when he would talk about like, they used to, I was a super fan. I'm just going to put it out there. So I knew exactly what he was talking about, but they used to come out of these little things up from the stage. And I just, so talking, he was like, I, the sound and the rush when they were in the height of things and like the biggest boy band in the world, he's like, it was like, you could just take bullets. Like you would just, it was the way he described it. And it was, I could understand like, yeah. Like no one can understand that unless they have been, like you said, like a, an athlete, a entertainer just on that stage where you can't really like see faces, but you just feel the energy and you almost feel like invincible is how he it's, described it. It's the craziest thing. And it's an addictive thing. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It's an addictive thing. I get addicted to it. And it's it's funny because pe during this quarantine, people have asked me to perform virtually or they've asked me to do um, like appearances. I've done appearances here and there. Um, even people that wanted to pay for me to do a virtual show. I can't do it. And the reason I can't do exactly I, I for if you asked me to stand up right now and do even the single ladies dance or anything like that, it would be really strange for me because I don't have that rush that I'm so used to with the audience. And so I, cr I miss that so much. That's I'm so craving that. that I saw you perform on good day DC and mm -hmm. I was like, how does she even like, I assume there was no like crap. Was that hard to do with no feedback, like no energy from audience? The anchors, the producers, the assistants, everybody else. I love for them to come in because that gives me. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're if, it weren't for that, if it weren't for that, I would feel really awkward and weird because it's just for the camera. Um, I performed in places where there was no, there was nobody but the camera 
and it is an awkward thing. I tried to fake it, but it's not the same. It's not the same. The energy in that room, like I wanted to come again to the second show. Like, and I didn't know it was different and you had different choreography. I was coming again for the same exact show. Like I don't even need new choreography. It was so good. God, well, you know what's, what's crazy is, um, I, I know this is gonna sound really weird, but I won't get to ever experience what you guys experienced. Ever. I can't. I won't ever get to the same way you guys don't feel what I feel. Yeah. I never I I wish that I could go to my show. Because I wanna see I really wanna see even just watching it on a video because I wanna see how many times I fuck up. Even right. even that is not even that is not enough for me unless say, I get a hologram or something like that. But I want to experience that because I love going to a live show. I love seeing, I love feeling that energy and that connection between the audience and that person. And I, I really wish I could, but I mean, the blessing for me is that I get to do what I do on stage and people yeah. after twenty years still. Yes. Have you seen Beyonce live? What'd you say? Have you seen Beyonce live? <laughs> And you don't feel it? And you don't feel it? That, like... I do feel it. I absolutely feel it. Absolutely. And I, I'm, I, I don't go see Beyonce unless I can sit in the front row. I don't, I don't ever go see... I, I, I can't because I don't want to feel like I'm at... I don't want to watch it on the screen. I want to feel... You know what I mean? Otherwise, I might as well be at home watching it. If I, I want to know see what it. you mean. Can we talk about this real quick? That I met you... I don't even know, a couple months before, you didn't even know me, and you moved me to better seats. <laughs> you're like, are you coming? And I like sent you my seat, and you're like, no, <laughs> here's where you're sitting now. And I'm like, it's, it was a, I, I can't even imagine if I was <laughs> originally. But you know what, what it is, what it was, is it was something, the day that I met you was the day of the podcast at City Winery with Monique, and your spirit just, I feel the same. same. It was like, and you pulled me aside and you're like, you better do this book. You better do write your book. And you told me about your book and that was coming out. And it was something, it was like a connection. Like we, we've only seen each other a couple of times, but it was like, I feel, I feel like I know you. You're like one of my favorite people. I, I feel the same. I can't believe you're saying this because I, I was, it's Monique, like you're friends with Riley now. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what it was. <laughs> it's the same thing you're talking about. And then when I said, when you said something about, I should probably write a book. And I was like, Riley, if I have a book in me, you have a book in you. Like you definitely have a book in you. Like I shared some things, but like you, when you're talking about all this footage and everything, maybe you have, I mean, you have a documentary obviously in yeah. you. So maybe that's how you'll get your story out. But Yes, we started talking about the book and I, I almost came up to you like we were in that like VIP thing at the beginning where before it started and yeah. like, you were so gorgeous and I didn't even know what you were gonna talk about but I almost came up to you and was like, you were stunning. And my friend was like, no, like leave her alone. <laughs> so I just went to my seat and then afterwards I was like, no, I'm gonna go talk to her. And you know what's and funny? I was with my sister that day oh, and, yeah. and, and after we met you, my sister and I went to CB2 for, to go furniture shopping yeah. and we were talking about you and I was like, there was something about this girl. You, my sister will tell you that I was like, there's something about her, like you and your friend, when you were talking to me and so many people came up to me that day and it was just sort of like, I just felt like a spirit. You know how you can feel it when you meet yeah. someone. I felt that. Yeah, for sure. You were so like just open and raw. Like you told your whole story. And I feel like because I had just written my book and I kind of shared everything as both of us could just be doing what we're doing now obviously not i'm not on the same level as you but just being out there and just acting like we have it all together but both of us share and are real and i just felt that about you and i, I think because i had just written my book and just shared so much that nobody knew about me and was just like so honest and open about it when you spoke on the panel at monique's thing i was just like i gotta go meet her and i just felt <laughs> yeah, I felt it too. I felt it too. It's like I have that ever so often I meet someone that is like a connection. And it's funny because um I like we were talking about Taylor Swift. People are like, okay, so how'd you become friends with Taylor Swift? Because yeah, I worked with her, but it was something that happened. It was a connection between the two of us and it yeah. I forgot that I was talking to the biggest one of the biggest megastars yeah. in the world. And um 
we sat there talking for a whole hour straight, just me and her. And there were tons of people on set. There were yeah. tons of people in the dressing room. It was just me and her. And ever so often I have that connection with someone to us where it's like, I feel like I've known them for a while. Yes. And she said to me at the end of, she's like, I want to keep in touch. She's, she's like, she's like, I want to see you again. Let's keep in touch. She's like, she whispered that to me. And it was, it was, it was just like, it was just like that. And I've had that with a few people. I have that same connection with Monique. I have that connection with you. I've had that with so many people that I don't even see that often. Right. But like we communicate and it's like, yeah. That is it's funny. Monique. I went to Monique's ba uh, her her uh, to Chase's one year old party, and I was just like, "Is Aaron coming?" And she was like, "Oh, Aaron's out of town." And I was like, "Oh, I was." <laughs> and don't even get me started on Chase. I'm obsessed with that baby. Like, I cannot. She'll like put something on Instagram, and I'm like, "I'm coming to get him." Like, I'm pick. What time should I pick him up? And she's like, "You're crazy." I love that baby. But what's funny is, not only did our husbands play together, like we were we were friends when what was it 2006. So 14 years ago, but then we moved to San Diego, like everything we, it's the same thing you just said, like we would chat, like text, but it wasn't like, I didn't, I never saw her, but we stayed in touch. And then we came back and like the housewives happened when I was in San Diego and I was like, what the hell you're on a show. And she was like, yeah, I can say anything. Then we came back. She had me on her, not for lazy moms podcast. And we just kind of fell right back into it. And, um, our husbands coached after playing together, they coached high school together. So Monique and I would just sit in the stands. I was pregnant with my first child and she is just like natural living. And she was just giving me all of the advice because she already had, no, she had Christopher and Melania at that point. And she was saying she wanted one more. And it's just, it's amazing. Like how long we didn't see each other. And we just kind of fell back into it. It's just like people that you connect with. That's what happens. You said 2006. So, yeah. so you were, you were, um, friends with her before she and Chris were married. Oh yeah. We, so, so, guess what? so guess what? I bet you, you and I saw, I, I used to go to the games and sit in section 110. You told me this. You told me this. So we had it. And didn't even know it back then. Did you meet Marcus when he was playing? Like, um, I used to go in the tent, like afterwards, yeah. like after, the, yeah, yeah, yeah in, in the parking lot. I bet you we crossed paths and just didn't know it at the time. I bet you I was probably eyeing everyone. Like we were date, we said so we dated for ten years. <laughs> so Monique started dating Chris the exact same time that I started dating Marcus. And wow. but I, I don't know if you know, I used to work for the Redskins, so we were not supposed to date. Right. So we would be like out at a club or something. I've seen Monique and Chris. And I'm like, listen, like work for the team. We can't. So she knew. And then they got married in an appropriate timeline, like maybe three years later. And we got married. No, I think they got married 2012 or 2013. And we got married in 2015. But we both dated the same, like a really long amount of time. And then she had her two kids before I had ours. But I, that's so crazy. Like we probably did meet. Oh, I know we did. We had to because I have pictures of me around that time. I have pictures of me and Monique in the, in the, in the stand, sitting the in the stand. I used to sit in section 110 with all the wives and girlfriends and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was a girlfriend and I didn't, I don't know. We had a suite, but we shared it with like a couple uh, other teammates that like had wives. And I feel like kind of frowned upon me because I wasn't a wife. I was a girlfriend, but. That's what used to happen back then. Yeah. 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 That is yeah. what used to happen. We're not going to go there. <laughs> I have other questions. You sure. are a, high, a housewife super fan, and I see that you watch New York and Beverly Hills. Yes. So obviously, if we were going on a vacation, we would obviously take Monique. You can't say Monique, but if you had to go on a vacation with two housewives from any season, or I mean any, uh, not any franchise, any franchise, yeah. who, who would you go with? <laughs> 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 I know it's hard. Erica Jane. I knew you were going to say that. She's my favorite. Yeah. She's my favorite. Uh, you said besides Monique? You can't take Monique. We would obviously take Monique. So we have okay. to be harder okay. than that. Erica Jane and Portia from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. But just two? I know. Well, what would be a third? Everyone's saying Erica. <laughs> um... I love to read for the fashion and all that. <laughs> yeah, her and fashion. And I have, have, have uh, we've, we've DM'd and stuff. But, um, and I've actually met Erica Jane and I've, I've seen her um, at the, I went to see her in Chicago also. But. You did? I did. I saw her in Chicago on Wendy Williams. Not the same thing. 
she was um, I saw amazing. her performance. <laughs> and I've been to her show also when she was here in town. That's where I met her. Oh. But um, I would say, oh, but she's not, she's no longer a housewife, though. Who? Bethany. Who? Bethany. Oh, yeah. No, I would probably get Bethany, too. I think yeah. Sonia would be a lot of fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> If we're just talking about like a fun trip, yeah, um, probably Erica Jane, Irina, I think would be a fun uh, vacation person. I think somebody asked me that question. That's I think I said Sonia and Lisa Rinna, but I also Erica Jane would be. I love her. I know. I love well, everything. I think you're both performers. <laughs> like I get it. I, I see. Oh, what yeah. You see. yeah, absolutely. See if anybody else has what are what are you binge watching? People want to know. Oh, Dead to Me. I saw this. You said that. Dead to Me? I just finished it. Should I watch it? <gasps> is it hard to get into? No. Okay, great. It's not hard That's to get into. Issue with things. Your mouth is going to be wide open after each season. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I binge watched something that is actually a quick binge. It's um, called um, I'm Not, I Am Not Okay With This. On Netflix? On Netflix. I am not okay with this. Okay. Yeah. Um, also on Netflix, I've been watching Working Moms. Yes, I've seen that. Yeah. I've been Ozark? Watching... That's what I'm watching right now. Oh, I finished Ozark forever ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I just started. I'm the second episode of season three. So I'm, I'm close to the end, but I'm, I'm still in it. I'm in it. <laughs> the problem is with these shows, whether it be Netflix and HBO have the same problem. What? After they wrap the season, they take forever for the new season to come. So if you've binge watched it, I try to space it out a little bit Thanks. so that by the time the new season comes, I am a little more like I'm not having to wait as long. Familiar with it. Yep. I got you. Exactly. Because I, I love it. So I, I last year and it's not coming back until like, I think it's coming back in a couple of months, but it's been, it seems like it's been a year since it was out. So I'm doing it great then because I haven't finished three. <laughs> so that's what I'm watching. So wait, yeah, what is it again? I forget already what you said. I'm not okay with this. Not okay. I am not okay with this. Okay Give with it a chance. It, it is really kind of, by the end of the season, you're going to be mad that you binged it because you're going to wish that you had stretched it because you want to see the next season. Okay. Before I goes away. Did you lose your curves during the quarantine? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yes? Aaron? I'm not asking. Someone else asked. <laughs> I reading. have to tell you. I have to make a declaration to everyone. You know they say the quarantine 15? Yes. Did you do it? <laughs> nope. The quarantine 25. No way. You see my face? Exact same. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> That's because you see me from here up. <laughs> Aaron, I, when the last time you saw me, I was 145. The last time you saw me, mm -hmm. I was 145. I am now 163. Well, the fact that I you don't get in your face is annoying because your I face looks in my face. I can't wait in my face. No, you it's all your braids. Do your braids. It's, yes, yes. So it's in my face, my breast, my ass. Well, if I could only do that. No. Never goes there. It's it, You think you want that problem until you have that problem, and nothing fits. I have been contouring the crap out of my face. <laughs> Can you just, like, do you have, like, a one of your YouTubes is that just uh, contouring? Aaron, your cheekbones, your jawline, what do you need contouring for? Dude. Look, I don't do natural contour. Is, oh, oh, I have a question. It just came to me. This is, I don't I hope we're not going off. Into, okay. So we're talking about beauty stuff. If you had, if you were stranded on a desert Island, what is the one beauty item? You could have one and I know mine. What is it? What's yours? You gotta get, you could take one thing. Is it contour? Rose oil. What is it? Rose oil. Like just for like a glow. I don't even know what it is. No. See, I don't so, see. Have you, of, <laughs> have you heard of bio oil? Yes. The main ingredient bio, ingredient in bio oil is rosehip oil. Rosehip oil moisturizes. It helps with discoloration. It helps with age spots, sunspots, lines, wrinkles. The only thing that's saving me because I haven't been able to get Botox besides a bullet in the face. I'm actually, by the way, not full today. But um, but 
the only thing that's saving me because I can now do this and I haven't ever, I, I haven't I been have able to do this. Mine are, are vertical. And mine are this way. Look at that. Yeah. I haven't been able to do that. I haven't been able to do that. Up and down. I haven't been able to do that in five years. <laughs> because of rosehip oil or Botox? Because of Botox. But because I can't get Botox, rosehip oil, I sleep in rosehip oil. I sleep in it. Whoa. And then I put it all over my body in the morning after the shower and then at night also. Uh, on my face, I sleep in it at night. Where do you get it from? Amazon? Amazon for $12 on Amazon. 100% cold pressed. 100% cold pressed. 100% cold pressed rosehip oil for $12 on Amazon. And it's the number one thing that you would take if you were stuck on a desert. The number one thing I you would take. You get it for $12. Okay. It, I wear a lot of makeup for stage and for life and whatever. Um, but it's very important that my skin is good underneath all of that. Yeah. And my one beauty secret is rosehip oil. Even if you have oily skin, I sleep in rosehip oil. It is the holy grail of product. Oh and then you just wash it off in the morning? In the morning time, you wa yeah, you wash your face in the morning. And it, it feels is oily like while you're sleeping in it. But it's good. No, your, your skin takes it in at night. Okay. But it doesn't pull up acne. It actually gets rid of acne. Non-commodogenic, is that the word? Yeah, it, it's non-commodogenic, exactly. And it, it, it is, it is, it is a, a product, they, the ancient, like I think the Mayans used it, the Egyptians, they all used it, Indian, everybody. And it is, it is the main ingredient in bio oil, which actually heals scars. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, look at you. Whatever you say, we will do it. I love it. I, um, what is something that people would be surprised to learn about you? <laughs> give it, give it. Take a drink and then give it to People be surprised that I am an introvert. I know you. Why did I know you were going to say that? I feel I like I'm not surprised by that. I, I'm not. I need another one. <laughs> okay. The other, the other thing, I think because I, I perform and I'm always surrounded by people. Um, I love my solitude. I love being at home. This quarantine, it's so funny when the quarantine first hit, I was like, is that the name for it? That's what I've been doing all these years. That's Mar Marcus goes, I've been social distancing my whole life. My whole life. I finally yeah. have an environment that I can thrive in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm able to turn it on for the camera. I'm able to turn it on when I meet people, but I do enjoy my solitude. Um, the other thing, uh, and, and you might actually know this because they announced it, they announced it whenever I got ready to go on stage at Monique's podcast, which is that I make up disgusting, nasty songs all day, every day. Like I make up like TikTok. Yeah. I'm get Lil on Kim, TikTok, please get back on TikTok. I mean, Lil house, Lil Kim has nothing on me. I make up songs all the time. And my sister will tell you, I've been doing it since I was eight years old. And it's something, it's now, it's now to the point where I don't even think about it. I'm just walking around. I'm thinking, when I have a kid, I'm really going to have to really cut it. <laughs> Tone it because down. <laughs> you can lay all these down on TikTok. And I'm I walk around singing a song and I'm making up, the, I write song. I make up these songs. And every now and then I catch myself I'm like, oh, that was nasty. <laughs> That's why you would kill it on TikTok. And then I could duet them because I need like inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> and then people would just laugh at me. Oh. Yeah. The I defining moment of your career so far. The wizard. The defining moment of your career. When you're like, yep, I'm here. I did it. We made it. It keeps changing. Oh, that's amazing. But you well, have so many things that you can't even pick. I always, I keep saying, this is the best night of my life. And then something else happens. I'm like, this is the best night of my life. This is the best day of my life. Like I did the thing with Taylor. Well, okay. So I went viral. The, the When people first started hearing about me was when um, I went viral on the shade room because my, I did the Beyonce, the pregnancy um, where I went to back in the chair. At the grand. Yep. I recreated that, that went viral. And that's when people first started hearing about me. And I was like, oh, this is such an amazing moment, blah, 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 whatever. Like now the world knows who I am. And then um, the thing happened with Taylor. And then I was the like, this thing is the best happened with Taylor. <laughs> well, the video. Okay, so yeah. I so, was in so, the Taylor Swift video anyway. So I was in the Taylor Swift video and I was like, this was the best thing ever. And then we did the VMAs and I was like, this is the best night ever. Yeah. And then I made history. Yeah, I made history as the first transgender woman ever to perform halftime at an NBA game. And that is by far the biggest thing to ever happen 
to me. And it was big only because it happened, not only because I got to do it, but also because it was big for my community. Yeah. Um, it was a, and because I made history, but it, it, it just, because it was not just about me. Yeah. And it was about like everybody that you were doing it for, like that you were up there for. Absolutely. And I was out of town and I wasn't there. Monique did the same thing. She was just like, oh, I wish I could have been there. I know. It I saw was, it. I mean, I saw the full performance. Yeah. Played. But so if, I, if you watch my YouTube video, I show behind the scenes of how it all happened and me going to stage and all that. So there's a YouTube video. I'll send it to you. The YouTube yeah. video. There is a moment while I'm on stage right after the breakdown, uh, right before the breakdown in, in formation, where you see me look up in the audience and I'm just standing there waiting to, to do that part. The, I see it. I want yeah. it. That um, you see me look up and what that is, is me taking in the moment because I want to be present for every single moment. What, no matter what it is, even if it's the smallest thing or the biggest thing, I try to take in that moment and you see me looking around like, this is the biggest audience. Oh my God, this is crazy. And then I go into the thing because I never want to lose myself. No, right. And not remember, not have any memories and just be on to the next thing. So that is by far the, the biggest thing to oh ever. I, th I thought that that's what you're going to say. And I'm glad that I was correct. Someone said, you what is your long-term goal? Like, where are you going? Well, I'm a certain, I'm approaching a certain age. So Don't, anything you say, we're the same age. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I just, I thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I realize that I won't be able to do this forever. I won't be able to perform forever, but I promise you, I will always be doing some form of art and some form of entertainment, some form. My, my background has always been in art. I learned to paint and draw before I learned to do anything else. I learned, and, and that's why now my art comes in the form of like costumes and on stage and all those different makeup. things. Makeup. Exactly. Yeah. I will never sit back in a rocking chair and, 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 and reminisce on how fabulous I used to be. <laughs> I want to die. I want to die working towards something amazing. And they're saying you could be a mentor. You can well, help others. Like when you're done. What I was about to say is yeah. the first half of my career, the first 10 years of my career was all about me being fabulous on stage and showcasing my talent and being glamorous and all these different things. And then I realized that I had a voice and I realized that I, that people were looking up to me and that people were paying attention to what I had to say. And it's not, it's like, now that I have that voice, now that I have your attention, what do, what am I going to say? What do I have to say? And so I hope that I die working towards helping other people with their goals, helping my community, um, as far as the trans community to elevate to a higher level. Right. Um, and also just putting out some sort of content that's going to help someone or entertain someone. And, and, and those are twofold. Those are, are, are the same. They are through entertainment. I get to, help people forget about their problems. When you're watching my show, you're not thinking about your bills. You're not thinking about your problems. You're not thinking about, you know, all the things that are going on. You're just there to have a good time. And yeah. as entertainers, that's our job is to help you escape from that. And I feel like now more than ever, we need that because we're going through this pandemic together. And it's like, we want to be entertained. That's why social media has spiked so much yeah. because people want to be entertained. They want to escape from all the things that are going on. So I, I want to do that forever. I want to die doing that. And I won't be able to shake my ass on a stage forever. My knees are going to give out eventually. And I, and trust me, my body has taken a beating over the last 20 years <laughs> and it still takes a beating. And my cousin said to me, she's like, you know, we're the same age. She, I, she had never come to my show. She was at the show you were at. And she said to me, she was just like, she called me the next day. We talked for an hour. She's like, how do you do this? We're like the same age. And I'm like, well, I think I'm trained and I've done it for so long, but I've had to condition. And you know this because of fitness, like I, like right now I could not get up on the stage and do what I do because I'm so out of shape. But as soon as it's time to get on that stage, I know that what I got to do those few weeks before to get myself back there. You no, know you can snap back in two weeks. Like, <laughs> is it cardio for you? Like, do you do a lot of strength training or is it all just like cardio to be able to like, I do a lot of weight training. I do a lot of weight training and endurance. And plus when I'm preparing for a show, it's sort of like I'm working out twice because we're also doing rehearsals. Yeah. So I will work out for two hours a day and then I'll go right into rehearsal 
for another three hours. You work out for two hours a day. Yeah, only when only when I'm preparing for a show. For the two weeks, like a prep. Okay, like like a body, like some not a body, but like a, the people. I train like an athlete. Like an yes. athlete. Like absolutely. Okay, I got you. I train like I'm training for the Super Bowl. Absolutely. It is. I, I'm really religious yes. with what I drink during that time. I am angry most of the time because I'm well, like. You know what it takes to get your body to do what it does and to get like the show that I saw, whatever that took to get that. Like, you know, I need, I need two weeks. I'm not going to drink. I'm going to do two hours, whatever it is. And you know, you can get that and you can gain mm -hmm. 25 pounds in the quarantine because you know your body and how to get it back. Absolutely. And you know what happens after the show, the day after the show, you go get burgers and like drink everything. I feel like I've been hit by a bus. <laughs> Yeah. I really lay flat. I had to get one of those massage balls. I was so right. sure. <laughs> I have to tell you something. I did a TikTok. It's so embarrassing. Like a 15 second TikTok that was like a the drip, the drip challenge. And it was like a squat, lunge, lunge. And I was like, okay, this is fine. And I'm like, this is cute. Put it out there. Riley. I was going down the stairs like my one-year-old son on my butt. Like I could not walk for a good four days from a TikTok. Like I, that's how bad it was. Like how sore I was from a And you're very fit. So you're like the most fit person I know. So go, if you go to my TikTok and you see the drip and I'm like, oh, I think my caption was like one take. I got it in one take, but before <laughs> I did it, I had to learn it. So I kept doing the squat lunges and I was like, it was fine when I was doing it. The next morning it was like hit by a bus. Like what the hell did I do? But like you did a show and I did a friggin' TikTok. Like at least you, it, it makes a lot more sense for you. TikTok is all I have and it's- But you're so good at it. And it's, it's crazy to me because the, so not just the day after I perform, I, we have a group chat, me and the dancers, mm -hmm. um, the daughters, we, um, we were all sharing our stories like even a week after, like four days after, like who else is, is like dying right now? And everybody's like, oh my God, I'm like dying. I need a massage. I was in my bed or on the sofa, my leg, I had that massage ball going through my legs and my sister's like, yeah, girl, you're not as young as you used to be. It is the, it was the worst. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what's going to happen when I'm on tour? Oh, Aaron, by the way, I was supposed to be on tour right now. No. <gasps> Stop. I never even announced it. I was supposed to, we were supposed to start a, a, a basically a, a tour. I was supposed to go to a lot of different places. Um, Atlanta, I'm New York, all the right now, Cause I'm coming. Yeah. And, and it, it was crazy because th that's what was supposed to happen. And um, I can't imagine like every single night <laughs> doing this. Yes. You know what? I think it's a di the difference in the mindset because I didn't have to do it. So, yeah. Oh my God. So wait, can the tour come back? Like once this lifts, we're, we're going back on tour? It's gonna happen, I promise you. I've had people begging me from Brazil and overseas and all over the country begging me to come. I promise you, I promise it's gonna happen. Um, I but the, I'm really talking here. about the movie. The movie comes out uh, next year. I'm just, I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that I didn't get to ask you, and I don't wanna keep, I've kept you over an hour. Okay. People are asking like some serious, like struggling and how did you, like, what is your advice for someone that is questioning and struggling and not sure what road to take in their life? Like I've had a lot of vague questions like that, that I feel like you may be able to field for me. <laughs> Yeah. So I would, I would say whatever is going on in your life, what, however you feel, um, follow your heart. First of all, right. um, be true to yourself. Sometimes you have to do things against all odds. You know, I've been doing what I, I do and being who I am before it was ever popular before there was representation on, on TV before um, there was a even, before people even knew what the correct name was for it. Right. Luckily I had people around me who were um, supportive, like friends, like I said, with Monique. Um, and she was like, Mo Monique will always be a special friend to me for the fact that she was there the moment I decided to transition. 
Wow. Um, there back when my career, when nobody knew who I was, helping me try, you know how she is. She was trying to help me promote my career, trying to help me to get to the next level. There was that. But even if you don't have the support system, sometimes you have to be who you are and do what you do even when no one is listening, when no one is watching, because you never know how the world is going to change. You never know who might be listening. And that was the thing for me is being true to who I was, having a strong sense of who I was and what I wanted to do. And not a lot of people live in major cities or places that are as supportive of what they want to do, whatever that might be. Right. You know, my, my journey happens to be, I'm a transgender entertainer, you know, it may be something I different. I am a recovered bulimic anorexic woman. Everyone has a journey. <laughs> Everyone. Exactly. Right. right. Your real job is not just figuring out what that is that you have, but getting about the business of doing it. Yep. That is your real purpose of life in life. Figure out what that one thing is that everyone has in them that to make a difference in the world. Not everybody has a stage. For some people, your stage might be on in a classroom. Your, your stage might be on TikTok. Your stage might be on Instagram. Your, whatever that is, your stage might be just mentoring your own kids. Yep, exactly. Or people in your community. Whatever that is, you have to figure out what that is and then get about the business of doing it. And against whatever is going on in your life, that's that's the real thing that's that's the real that's how you find your true purpose in life and do it just because it makes you happy i don't do what i do to be famous i don't do what i do to be number one i don't do what i do for the accolades the awards the taylor swift none of that stuff none of that happened because i wanted to be famous or because i wanted the accolades it all happened because i wanted to entertain people and I wanted to showcase my talent and help people. Yeah. That was the real thing. Cause it looks like, Oh, I just get to be glamorous on stage and I get to do all these fun things and go all these fun places and whatever. But my real, but what it really is, is me helping people to see something within themselves to help them elevate to a higher level of consciousness. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, I'm doing what I'm doing on my platform, but do what you can do. Even in, if you feel like it's in the smallest, it's never too small. It's never Whatever too small. Whatever your platform is. Whatever it is, do it. What and made you feel confident enough to be like, I'm doing this. I have something to say. Like what, at what point? Like, cause if somebody's like, I have something to say, I don't know. Like what made you confident enough to be like, this is me. This is what I'm going to do for people that are questioning or struggling. My quest for happiness. Yeah. Happiness for me was an absolute choice. And it was something that I am happy. I, I choose happiness, therefore I am. And I knew I had to assess what were the things that were gonna make me happy. And how I was, you know, what, what exactly, like specifically is it that's going to make me happy? And whatever that is, yeah. do it. Yeah. Even if it's, not life. Popular, if it's not popular, as long as you're not hurting somebody, but as long as it, it, it was, even if it's not popular, even if it doesn't get you clicks and likes and, 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 and comments and all this right. stuff, because we live in a society where it's about that these days, even if it's not about that, it's a, it, it has to be genuine and genuine happiness. And that is how I am able to get out of my bed every morning at six o'clock in the morning. That's how I'm able to, to, to do that even if one person watches it or even if it's just for the sake of my happiness. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Whatever like you do, you got to do it just because you love it. And then the accolades and all that stuff might come and it might not, but you have to do this simply because you love it, especially in my business, because in the entertainment business, there's so many ebbs and flows and so many different ups and downs. And I'm, trust me, I've been through some things in the entertainment business. It wasn't always selling out shows. It wasn't always hanging out with Taylor Swift. It was sometimes, <laughs> performing for as many people that are on this live right now, you know? Yeah. Right. Or, you know, watching, I don't mean people that are watching. I mean, you and I, yeah. Two people in the audience, but you, you, you're doing it cause you love it and you never know who you're going to inspire. 
you never know what you're going to say that somebody's going to be watching. And it not only inspires them to, to do what they're supposed to be doing, but also spark something within themselves. Like, how can I make a difference yes. in, in, in the talents that God gave me or in the, and I'm not super religious, so don't take this away, but like whatever it is, whoever you believe in, whatever the universe, whatever was instilled in you, whatever that one gift was that you have, how are you going to use that to make a difference in somebody's life? Goosebumps again. And this is where we found each other. Again, on a smaller scale, my book, I didn't get a publisher. And I, I self-published, so there's no like marketing dollars behind it. But I swear to you, it makes it to the people that need it. The people that message me and they're like, you don't understand. Like, I do the same exact things. I struggle with the same things. Like, you made it through this. How the hell they got my book that is not even marketed anywhere except my Instagram. It's like, got, like it's, this is what I'm supposed to do. And it made it to the people that we're, we're supposed to see. I see some of the people on here right now that got that the book made it to them and made a difference. And that's like what I was supposed to do. Like, and that feeling, that feeling that you get every time they tell you that it yeah. doesn't mean for you that you are doing exactly what you are supposed yeah. to be doing. Even and though I had no idea I would ever tell people about all the stuff I struggle with. Like you find your path, you you're going to end up doing what you're supposed to do. You just need to, like you said, follow your heart. It may not be like the most popular choice. It may not get you clicks and likes, but it's going to make it to the people that need to hear your message. Absolutely. And that feeling that you get from that is, 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 is the real reward, you know, even if it's not about the money, it's not about like, I mean, we have to pay our bills and all, but for me, I, I love what I do so much. I could do it free. Thank God. I don't have to, <laughs> right. thank God I don't have to, but I love it so much I that, you would. that I would do it for free because I get, for me, it is therapy. It is therapy for me. And as much as I'm giving somebody just like with your book, as much as it helps somebody, you writing those words was therapeutic and then you put it out into the world and it helps someone else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people believe that just because they're not on a grand stage or because they don't have a book or because of those things, they think, well, I can't really make a difference. That's not true. Right. That's not true. No matter where you live, where you're from, who you're around, you can make a difference. Yeah, you're exactly right. I am so glad that you did this with me. I'm, I'm so, so sorry honored that you so asked me. Are you kidding me? I was so honored and I had something to do. I, w I was filming before this with, with my talk show and I was like, oh my God, like, let me make sure that I'm going to be Whatever. able to do it. <laughs> this is me. I was like, well, if I'm ever going to get Riley, it's going to be during the quarantine where she can't really like do other bigger things. So I'll just ask her. And you were like, yeah, I would love to. I friggin' love you from the moment I, I met you. you. I know. I, I don't know. I'm so glad you said it too. Cause I'm like, it's just like a weird, like, this is my girl. <laughs> we were supposed to meet that day. Absolutely. And I appreciate you so much. I cannot wait for the everything like documentary, the movie. You have so much going on. My God. I'm dying to go to brunch and please like, we have to have a brunch. You have to we're be having a brunch. Food. We'll do a yeah. brunch. As soon as we're open, we're doing a brunch. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I love you. Thank I love you, you too. so much. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas.